0: Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week, we have the California pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the fat man, Stevens. Hello. Rob, the old guy.
1: From the world's famous Rob Charney Show.
0: And Ryan Preston
1: couldn't make it this week. Who? No guest. We don't have a guest this week. Oh, okay. We don't don't announce guests that don't show up. That's true. So So, uh, I want to start with this one. Okay, because this
2: kind of fell out of, you know, news and just kind of, it pretty much got swept under the rug, and I actually had a search to find anything on it, is the rush shooting from Alec Baldwin. Okay. Now, you guys heard anything updated since, you know, what, I think it was October, November? Every.
1: Uh, there's something last week where he came out, he's trying to distance himself somehow, and pointing fingers at uh, everybody else so what he's doing is he is
2: demanding to be removed from all financial and any legal coverage so any of his coverage for legal fees anything of that he's trying to get all that wiped away because mm-hmm. he's saying that he signed with the producers that if anything happens on the set he is not financially responsible
0: but if he signed the document Uh, why would he be requesting the removal of it when it's already part of his um agreement
2: because the husband is suing him
0: yeah so the husband's
2: suing him personally
0: but but that but that doesn't remove but that's his personal life i but that's his personal yeah. liability. It's not, nothing to do with the production. So I'm still kind of confused. Yeah. So he's he being that.
2: sued for a wrongful death by Mr. Hutchins. And he's saying, no, I, I'm not responsible for it. And he's trying to avoid all accountability for any of it because under his thing is he's saying that he was assured that everything on the set was checked and he didn't have to do any of his own checks. <clears throat> so, I'm thinking, you know, that's just terrible planning because I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you get handed a gun even if it's a, even even if it's not supposed to be loaded, what is the first thing you do?
1: Yeah, you check it. Exactly. And- and he's, I don't think he's a, a novice to firearms either. So but I don't think, think that's that...
0: common, though. I think because of I... the, 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 so everything I've read, which isn't a whole lot, says when they say the guns are cold, everybody's assuming the has actually done their job, not that somehow some live ammunition's been uh, thrown into the mix.
2: Oh,
1: Brian says he's here.
0: Well, he has to <laughs> click on the, tell me, he has to click on the link. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, let's add him into the show. Oh, he
0: doesn't have Facebook, and he should. He should. You should. According to this, you don't need the the. You don't need Facebook, according to what I sent.
2: Okay, where did you send it to? His email. You send it to his email?
0: Yes. All right. Talk about in. Are we 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 going to
1: start the show over?
0: Yeah, we're going to have to. No,
2: no. I say we keep rolling. And Ryan calls in. Ryan calls in.
0: So I got something I find interesting if if we're done with the, the Rust case because yeah, I'm st- done.
2: I just wanted to bring well, that up f- that he was just trying to distance. Himself.
1: I, I had heard the same thing on the, the Rust situation and you know I, I was thinking about it a little bit, but not having been on a movie set as an armor in any way, shape, or form, I really don't know how that how that liability really falls to the actors. Because if you think about it, you know, look at all the shows that we watched that involve gun. Of any type whatever it may be and it, there are tons of them out there and so as every actor is every um person that's shooting a firearm on a movie said are they all responsible for checking all their own ammunition i mean how does that work for the guns that are simulating full automatic weapon fire how does that work it's very difficult to check all the ammunition like that so you have to i would assume you would have to depend on somebody who is uh, handling the firearms or providing it in one, some shape or form.
0: And I'm assuming, I'm assuming yeah. when they're loading the blanks, there's more than one person who is responsible. There'd be like an armorer and like a, a, a sub armor, you know, somebody who would double check everything. Right.
2: I just think it's irresponsible to claim to be an adult and not to be able to do your own checks.
1: So let me ask you this question. If you were, especially uh, when
2: you're dealing with something, hold on, just one more point. Just, uh, to continue on with it. Yeah. Especially when it's something that is dangerous. It's like, you know, you see knife play too. Do they just go there? Are they just grabbing, you know, knives and just all of a sudden assuming that there's no blade on it? Or do they look to make sure that it's a flat edge blade? It, it To me, it's the same thing. Like when you watch movies and you see them putting a sword up to somebody's throat every so often, you can see that there's no edge to the
1: blade. So, so, I mean,
2: if they get handed a sharp one, I are, think, are they just to uh, use it at, like it's a dull edge? See,
0: I think excluding, firearms are different.
2: Yeah, excluding. I'm just saying that when you're handed a, uh, handed a weapon <clears throat> of any sort, are you all automatically to assume that it is not dangerous when you're supposed to be doing an action sequence?
0: Well, I'm, I'm assuming in movies, that's where the term hot and cold guns came from and where they were you know they assumed that the armor had done their jobs now as a guy who's been shooting his entire life i would agree i would never take a firearm from anybody without actually seeing if it worked because that places you in it to me it places you in a a a liability
1: i see a firearm. Being being different than uh than a lo- than an edged weapon and simply that you only have one blade on an edge weapon, it's fairly easy to see that it's sharp or not. If we're talking about if we look at a movie set, let's let's not take a single action army style firearm like uh, Baldwin was shooting on the movie set. Let's talk about a full automatic weapon and all the other movies that we're watching, war movies of any type or zombie apoc- apocalypse. Apocalyptic movie, may it be whatever it may be, they're shooting full automatic weapons. How do you check every single round of blank or not blank in a long string of ammunition? No. Carefully. Uh, you do it carefully. Um, carefully is well, the, the, the other issue. Is who has the expertise? <laughs> you can't, you who, can't. who has
0: the expertise for that? I mean, th- let's be honest. Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. may have been around firearms, but how many people know how to, far as checking links, making sure the gun is safety? I mean, there, there's there's a lot of life experience there that you just cannot teach people who are not interested. People like Keanu Reeves, yeah, who learn how to shoot for roles like John Wick, or one thing, or Jason Statham, or any of these guys, but people. Like Alec Baldwin, who just aren't interested in firearms beyond using them in a movie role, I just don't see them being able to, or wanting
3: to. I kind of, I kind of agree with one part that you said that if they, that they're interested, you know, are. I mean, I think all of us here have the same uh, 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 answer to this. Um, we know so much about these things because it's something that we are indeed very interested in. Um, <clears throat> you know so the the rules of safety uh and stuff like that i mean for me personally i i looked at it the same way I, how i took driving seriously like it just seemed like a very important thing to, to take seriously like oh okay i'm not i'm not playing around i'm i'm driving a you know 5800 pound bullet essentially and it, it seemed like something i should pay attention to but some people don't take driving very seriously at all
0: you know, my dad almost yeah, killed you that can't
3: guy. Get them to take seriously. <laughs>
0: no,
1: true, absolutely. And
0: I, I, I don't know. I just think this is an interesting case, and I actually agree with a lot of people. I think this is going to change the way firearms are used in the industry. I mean, it's already they use a lot of CG, which in some movies you can super tell that it's you know it's as phony as a three dollar bill. But they well, already. Yeah. Can, they, but but they don't do anything realistic in in movies anyway. Anyways, when it comes to guns. I,
3: like, I, I think the rules exist already. I think it was full-blown fucking negligence. hundred yeah. percent. How that happened. I mean, without knowing all the facts of you know of everything, I'm sure there'll be a, a you know a big findings uh you know thing with the court case, but <laughs> without knowing the facts, the only way that happens is full ass <laughs> negligence. I uh, on a few people's parts. I mean, you know, there's 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 levels to this shit. Uh, yeah. Like, for what I do, you know, if I schedule a cremation, like, seven people have to fuck up for us to, like, cremate the wrong guy. You know what I mean? And and all of those checks and balances are there specifically so it's not on one guy. It's like, dude, how did it get to the last guy? You know, if it gets to the second to the last guy and that guy catches some, you know, different tag on a person or something like that that guy's going to be wondering how the hell the first four people let it get to him
0: yeah that's that's why i think because when we originally heard this story uh or or maybe some point along the lines you heard they had used that firearm somebody brought live ammunition to the shoot and somehow it gotten thrown in the mix
3: like they were out there plinking on the weekends or some shit which which the the first thing never happened you know, no. Yeah, which the no, first thing to never me, have happened.
0: which the first thing to me is, if you do bring live ammunition in there, there should be some some way of you know of actually distinguishing. It. There's some sort of uh, process in place where it's removed from the mix. I actually well, agree with Ryan. Somebody is, fucked up.
3: I'm I'm thinking myself like uh, the if you know I and here's me with with my extensive fucking knowledge right, um, armchair fucking quarterback. But, uh, you know, you give me a uh, um, a you put me in charge of an armory for a movie, you know, and and I have like, you know, my my big warehouse full of all my 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 guns and, you know, things like that. Um, Some, you know, props and some full, you know, real ones. I promise you there would not be one. Piece of live ammunition in that <laughs> building. I would have exactly. to go to another building <clears throat> to get live ammunition,
0: or you would keep it in well, separate lockups. They would I'd be no
3: like separate buildings. I'd I'd open like a like I'd rent the place across the street. So the effort that would have to be given to get live ammunition would be so deliberate. Well, see, I think you know, like
0: I think. My guess is what happens is if they do have ammunition, it's probably in separate areas of whatever. There's probably uh, uh, an area where the guns are, and there's probably a separate area that requires different set of keys, you know, something so you can get ammo. If they do have live ammunition.
3: Well, And that's the thing is that, I mean, you know, there, there'd be one place that has live ammunition. Yeah, I mean, for one, I can't even imagine a scenario where I would need it. So exactly. I wouldn't Not even ever want in my building. I can't yeah, imagine a one no. scenario where it would be needed in a movie scene. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. they can
0: probably simulate it through, you know, like even like using squibs and other things.
3: Squibs, that's the reason they invented shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if I was going for realism, I mean, that would be a totally separate shooting day. That'd be a totally different crew. I mean, everyone would get 40 emails. Now, listen, folks, this is the live ammo day. Yeah. You know, remember all those 40 briefings I made you idiots go through?
0: <laughs> that's that's why i'm wondering what like what happened i think this is a major fuck up and i think everybody's trying to point fingers yeah. and like oh we didn't do it it's like well then how did the dipshit star shoot somebody somebody screwed up along the way and i think yeah. it's just hollywood's yeah. way of backtracking and oh, I actually don't. And I
3: think the excuse of that we're out there plinking, somebody brought some ammo because we're shooting on the weekends was was a total cop out answer. I don't think that oh, was yeah. the case at all. And in, in all
0: honesty, I don't blame Alec Baldwin unless he checked. And in, in my humble opinion, it belongs to who's ever in charge of the firearms. Whoever did the final check, it's on them. Right. Whether whether, right. whether they they missed something, they fucked up, they were hungover, whatever, they screwed up. Unless Alec yeah, Baldwin checked the sure. weapon himself, then it's his fault
3: but even then how does it get to him what how is it all of a sudden on on him now i get hey listen we all got some accountability and we're all here to watch each other's back and and that should to me obviously be a rule like you know the standard rule of firearm safety i hand you a gun the first thing that the three of you are going to do i don't even have to ask is check the weapons loaded yeah that's where I started
1: it yeah but that's that's you guys
3: that's yeah. you guys. That's not Alec. If if I'm the armorer, that's one of those things that I'm telling my team is like it's never. If 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 I watch that guy check the ammo and he shoots somebody, I'm still blaming one of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I I I think we've kind of talked this to death. I I do think this is something that is going to be not only is uh going to be revolutionary positive or negative for Hollywood, but I think this has percussions in civilian world. So we're definitely going to see what happens.
3: Yeah. The, the, the yeah. uh, uh <coughs> the two A community is, is definitely, you know, kind of, but the QA, the two A community, aside from being eyes on this thing is so disgusted by, by the same things that we are, you know, every single person that I've talked to about this is like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah. Not one person I know who's a who's a who's a responsible gun owner can understand how this happened. Yep. Well, we'll see. Exactly. I,
0: I did want to talk about something that I just heard about. I'm going to have to bring a little bit of backstory to this. And according to DemocracyNow.org, dot org, this is from June 26, 2020. In racial justice victory, Johnson & Johnson to pay $2 billion to women in asbestos-laced baby powder suit. Johnson & Johnson has been ordered to pay $2.1 billion to a group of women who develop ovar- ovarian cancer after using talcum powder contained with asbestos. Johnson Johnson heavily marketed the powder to African-American women despite warnings that the product could cause cancer. Six of the plaintiffs in the Johnson Johnson case have died.
3: There's, there was asbestos. In fucking baby powder?
0: And talcum powder. Uh-huh. Now, wow. here is something that I just heard today. And I was so fucking shocked. I'm like, I got to bring this up. Um, so, talc cancer lawsuit plays critical role in exposing Johnson & Johnson unethical experiments on prisoners. So oh, set- shit.
2: <laughs> now, so- I'm curious. Now, we're not talking about the the... They weren't part of the what was it, the saltpeter experiments, right?
0: The, the Tuskegee experiments, no saltpeter. Uh, I
2: thought you said that there was a they did some other stuff to
0: I'm, yeah, inmates. yeah, let me, just yeah, let me get to it and then it might be able to explain a little bit. So, set the Wayback Machine to the nice. 1960s. We love the sound <laughs> effects. <laughs> Revela- revelations that Johnson Johnson paid scientific researchers researchers to conduct unethical and inhumane experiments on prisoners in the 1960s are shedding new light on what the company knew about cancer risks from its talc-based products like iconic Johnson Johnson baby powder. Revelations that J and J paid scientific research prisoners. Uh, let's see where is it. Um. So the story I heard. Uh, <laughs> Ah, Revelations reported that Bloomberg News shown that J&J-funded research in which the primarily African-American inmates were injected with talc or asbestos to study their body's reaction. The reports indicate that J&J was aware of the health risks of its talc products for decades, but never played, placed warning labels on the products. So, wow. So they knowingly okay. injected people with asbestos.
3: We're talking about Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. Not Not Nazi Germany.
0: Yeah. So when when were the Tuskegee experiments? I want to know what
3: the hell the saltpeter experiments were. What? People (laughs) being injected with fucking potassium nitrate?
2: So they they were using saltpeter in inmates' food to decrease their libido. What the hell?
1: Or so they thought. That that was the old, yeah. Potassium
3: nitrate. Yeah, like you didn't know that it's like what one of like what three ingredients of the OG gunpowder right yeah if yeah. I'm not mistaken black powder yeah yeah, yeah black powder yeah yeah, yeah. Not, right. not, the, uh, not, not, gourd, not not the
1: not cordite, not cornite it's not modern
3: burn smokeless
1: charcoal salt uh, sulfur
3: oh my god damn
1: and,
0: and saltpeter salt salt so pretty much after their diet they were able to you know they were really uh,
1: exploding yeah <clears throat> Wow. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> You waited that whole time, huh, John?
3: No.
0: <laughs> so I so this is into the, the the most inter-
3: may include explosive diarrhea. Yeah,
1: explosive something. Ah! Um Yeah, you would yeah. definitely get
3: a Wilhelm scream out of me at my ass. <laughs> <and exploding laughs> <like that. laughs>
0: I was just super surprised that somehow in the 1960s that that something similar I mean, this is not government funded <laughs> like the Tuskegee experiments, but like 1960s, like the 19 fucking 60s when they're injecting prisoners and primarily African-American prisoners with
3: How the asbestos. How they even getting their hands on prisoners?
0: Well, back then, I'm I assuming mean, you could do all sorts of shit with prisoners because so wouldn't they have to volunteer for it?
3: Cons- I mean, was it Warden Norton, you know, given the Shawshank members, uh, you know, getting those little kickbacks with the pie? this
1: sometimes sometimes people in prison would be say okay I'll tell you what if you go ahead and let us do this you'll get so much time off your sentence and so many times that was that was the factor involved with how do you get a hold of prisoners Uh, a company like Johnson Johnson will go up I hate using their name so I'm not going to even because I don't know for a fact that they were involved with this but a company per se might say all right we, we want to test a viral drug let's say uh, whatever it may be if you go ahead and you sign up to be a volunteer in this viral drug program okay so we'll it's like a,
3: a, right like a version of getting kids from college yeah yeah you sign up for this for this uh you know drug experiment you walk away with a couple of grand at the end of a month, you know? So, correct.
0: So, so if, if anybody's interested in the story I read about the cancer, uh, about them injecting asbestos in the prisoners, it's in uh, investiga- investigatingnews.com. Um, asbestos.
3: I mean, it's you might as well literally just say they injected these people with cancer. Well,
1: so if, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Talc naturally have asbestos in it?
0: From what I've heard... That's it, my understanding.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's my understanding. So I'm not so sure. You gotta remember back in the sixties, we thought that we still thought that asbestos was the magical material yeah, that we for used sure. in everything. For sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. So And that's why we saw all those mesothelioma uh, commercials just kids. Yeah. Right. People worked in like the shipyards or <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So my Did my you father you want to talk shipyard?
1: about it. real real quick story My my father during world war ii worked in the navy shipyards he was an electrician and he, he said he would stand in one a, end of the ship maybe the stern to the bow looking across he said it looked like snow coming down they sprayed asbestos everywhere wow because I mean, it was everywhere for, like
3: what insulation and stuff right
1: well it's fire retardant it doesn't oh right 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 so that's mainly what it's but it's used was used for and wow so, yeah, yeah.
0: Like the Gomez Adams, I don't remember his name, the original actor who played on the TV show. His uh, pocket was lined asbestos, so he could put a cigar out in his pocket. Because hmm. otherwise, it would have been set on fire.
3: That's yeah. kind of a that's kind of a flux though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh cool. man, that's that's crazy. That, I mean, that's up there with like the radioactive women. I can't remember the the oh, oh the, yeah the radium, the radium ladies the radium radium, yeah radium ladies with the i mean like rubbing their teeth with it like hey look at i'm glowing ethel yeah it was
1: mostly designed when they were uh painting radium onto watch tiles they right. were looking ricky licking the ends of the brushes to right. get them real fine and then it would go back and forth yeah yeah these these poor women they had not only teeth fall out oh, their man. jaws fall off yeah, all kinds right. of horrible yeah, things yeah, happened yeah. to them
0: yeah so we're just going to get a little bit into. Yeah, not the, a good idea. No, we're going to get a little odd here. I found on the New York Post, woman's UTI was actually a glass tumbler lodged in bladder for four years. Just going to leave that at there.
1: <laughs> How do you leave that there? Obviously, she did for four years.
0: I I, I read I that that brought up more questions <laughs> than answers. Even reading it, it's like, what?
3: Yeah, huh? That's so, that's up there with uh, like the people that didn't know they were pregnant well that, yeah. I underst-
0: I uh, that i can understand i
2: guess that i can understand she had a tumor but she had sat on a chicken bone that like got wedged in her fat roll or something Oof. yeah <laughs> and it like started like decaying and caused a whole big mess on her but yeah it was like a chicken bone that got lodged in a roll or something when she was sitting yeah in a chair. i
3: just I, I i feel like that's how you get sepsis pretty 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 efficiently
1: yeah. Hmm. So so I've got a I got a top ten for for our listicles.
0: Awesome, Melanie, it's, listen uh, up. This is for you.
1: I think yeah. This is a Melanie's listicles. This is a, a kind of a, like apropos need- for this particular time because it's the ten unbelievable stories about uh, Putin. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so, okay. Uh, so Putin. We'll start at the top ten. Putin is chronically tardy. Can you imagine that? He even made the Pope wait fifteen no. minutes. Yeah, when Fra- uh, Pope Francis came to visit him, made the Pope wait 50 minutes. No, no see, the Pope the Pope was, was late.
3: The Pope was late. Wow, not fifteen but... minutes. That's <laughs> no. like Axl Rose territory.
1: Well, I tell you, it's pretty bad. 50 minutes, you know, and that's the Pope, for crying out loud. So, the, okay, that's number 10. Number nine, Putin may be the richest man in the world. I believe that.
3: He's, he's, he's I have supposed, heard that.
1: Yeah, he's supposedly worth over $200 billion of his poor people's money that he's pocketing for himself there. Yeah, nice
3: when, you're, when your bank account is linked right to your GDP. There you go. I wonder how I sign up for that. Yeah, your expense account is your country's GDP. <laughs> that's
0: And that's probably why a small country right now is kind of kicking their ass on the ground, why they're actually using huh. missiles and other things.
3: Yeah, I don't are know. You, are I'm you not... sure you have money to pay for this dinner? Sweetie, if I'm <laughs> broke, Russia's broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So
1: uh, number eight is Putin's palace. Apparently, he's got a one billion dollar estate on the Black
3: Sea coast. I mean, worth over a billion dollar. Come you on, got two hundred billion dollars. You know, kicking around the bank. You you definitely you know, drop a billion on your pad.
1: Yeah, what's what's one billion? That's just one pad. He's got that nice big place there. So he was. Uh, did you know he was a mar- he was married at one time? In yes, twenty thirteen. He, yeah, he was gonna. Do- he divorced his wife of thirty years in twenty thirteen.
0: Wow, ah. and nobody's All talked right. to her since. <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, makes you wonder, huh? And how much of that 200 billion did she get?
3: I'm gonna <laughs> go with not much. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna just... go with
2: nothing.
1: <laughs> stay out of she prison. Might get,
2: she might get a snack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, number Great six. <laughs> P- Putin drank a Ukrainian national treasure. So when Damn! the uh, when, when the Russians first invaded Crimea uh apparently putin drank a uh 240 year old bottle of wine to stub his nose at ukraine
0: wow that was it taken care of or was it something they found like the bottom of the ocean type of no thing?
1: it was taken care of it was in the crypt of wines and things and he just decided hey i can do whatever I want. i'm putin so he that's gonna of... did that on purpose i was thumbing his nose back then yeah i wonder
2: if it was any good
1: or if it tasted like vinegar
3: yeah seriously i wonder
1: you know what? I hope it was the most rancid, putrid pu- thing he ever drank.
3: A hundred percent. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, yeah. That
1: that's uh, a,
2: that doesn't sound like it would be that great of an experience, but let's
1: that,
0: hope it gave him the Wilhelm scream moment.
3: Let's and hope. there's uh, there's no way of knowing when a particular bottle of wine is turned to vinegar, is there? No. Well, not until you drink it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you pop the cork. It's usually and
1: can no, it, no, it... no. I hope you drink it blind. Can it yeah, make yeah. you sick?
0: Like, how do yeah. they know? Like, how do they know it wasn't completely like there was like uh, microorganisms in there? Like, could have made them just you know. Well,
3: the they whole thing had is, is they were bottled.
1: He did it just to thumb his nose with everybody anyway. He didn't well, care. He just did it. You know, here's yeah. your well, national John, treasure.
2: John, if it's got alcohol in it or it's to turn to vinegar, there's not going to be very much things living in that.
0: Like, damn yeah, it I think I'm, even I'm 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 gonna kill everything i'm I was kind of hoping he would poison himself yeah no i i, I realized that what's what's <laughs> okay, the so next so
3: number, so number
1: five putin may have stole stolen a super bowl ring I so get this <laughs> in, in Trump, i
3: heard yeah. about this on joe rogan so in two, So
1: in 2005 new england's patriot owner robert Kraft was visiting russia and he met right. so he met putin and uh it was believed that he gave putin his super bowl ring uh and that was supposedly the official cover story but uh kraft apparently uh said no i didn't really give it to him somehow it just disappeared yeah he's like oh so let me take a look much- at that oh here you go oh where's my ring what ring what ring yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i didn't have a ring Pro- proof you had a ring uh, it's like yeah so it's like you know what are you gonna do you're in russia you're gonna call you know putin a liar it ain't gonna happen you're not gonna get out of there <laughs> you try <laughs> to do that
0: he makes people he used to make people disappear for a living i mean that's
1: <laughs> that's right yeah number yeah, four what, 15 years with the kgb the well, yeah. whatever it may be who knows although director I have, of the kgb yeah I, you know what i heard of, i've heard some i was reading a, an article recently about the kgb and they were talking about supposedly putin being this hotshot shot kbg person nobody who was anybody in the kgb even heard of putin Really? Yeah. That's no, interesting. No, That's they, actually was, comforting. He was like a secretary or something. It was, <laughs> was, was nothing, but, you know, I can say that sitting here. I'm not going to say that sitting in Russia. So now, number four, Putin's a musician. Who knew? Apparently the guy can sing and play piano. Who knew? I, I, I would have swore it would have been the, the, the fiddle. The kazoo. The triangle.
3: Try- can you imagine the nervous laughter after that guy's done with recital. <laughs> <laughs>
1: even
3: if it, right. yeah, exactly. Even if it's the
1: worst, didn't matter. Oh, oh, that's yeah. wonderful! It's the best we ever heard. Of course, he sounded great. You're, you're going to be hearing
0: this exact. It. You're going to be hearing this sound effect.
3: And yeah. that's why I don't believe <laughs> testimonials. That's right. <laughs> So
1: number three in 2015, Putin began one of the most bizarre campaign, public campaigns in history. Of Russia boycotting against Russian European foods, French cheese, Polish apples, and other things. He he said, "No, they're horrible. You can't have them."
3: Polish apples are the Polish known for apples? <clears throat> mm.
2: Apparently, I guess. I thought you
3: were going to say I guess sausage. In Europe. That's all in I know. Europe, Poland I... for is sausage. And Vienna. And Vienna. Jonathan.
1: both of you guys you're banished <laughs>
3: I just found out you are fake news. <laughs> I found out yesterday Mongolian barbecue was invented by a Chinese man from Beijing in the 50s
0: are you surprised I by that
3: no it was actually kind of nice to hear because <laughs> I, I had this idea that the Chinese had, had this kind of like Haha, fuck you Mongols we co-opted your name and are selling it to fat Americans now
1: <laughs> did you ever bother to look where the Mongol Empire is was Oh, don't even get me started,
3: Rob. Uh, all right. you right. Don't get me <laughs> so started, you don't,
1: you, you, don't, don't have,
3: you don't have four hours to get into this with mean. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's that's, right,
0: that's that's hold right. off on that.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, <but> number two. <laughs> number two. Who knew that Poulton loved American literature? Who knew that? I hope that, his favorite book is Moby Dick. That's actually really surprising. Yeah, he... That's really surprising. Yeah, he liked a, a, a number of things. Apparently, at one time, reading American literature.
3: Well, because so many of the Fifty Shades of, of Grey. Yeah, uh, so many of the 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 analysis that I've heard, you know, this last handful of, of, of weeks and days uh, has been about how there's such a disconnect, or at least this is a refrain I've heard again. Um, there's such a disconnect between the way of thinking, between the value structure. Um between US and America uh, I'm sorry between us and, and Russia um you know and for a leader like that uh, not being able to understand you know like like what the American sort of sort of values are um versus the Russian ones if he's liking American literature you would yeah. you would assume that he would have a bit more you know at least albeit an outsider's opinion a little insight.
1: Yeah, well, into... supposedly in 2011 he talked about some of his favorite books were by Hemingway, things like For Whom the Bell Tolls, really? So to Arms, Old Man in the Sea. I mean, yeah, so who knows. That's surprising. You know, I know.
3: Maybe. I mean, huh? you'd, you'd think he would it would kind of temper his particular views to the west or at least make him slightly sympathetic. You know, because he's, he's still kind of on this idea, no, you know, put together the old Soviet Union, you know, he keeps talking about the sphere of influence and uh, which apparently is a drum. He's been beaten for a long time, you know, bringing the, the sphere of influence back. And, and well, until you looked at yeah, the bookshelves
0: could... in Russia and you saw a new book by, uh, by him called uh, Old Man in the Sea. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so yeah, so obviously he's got some, reading and he's read a number of western books and all that but that doesn't mean as far as i'm concerned it doesn't change anything because he's a fan of trying to bring Stala's stalin's yeah. russia back right and he talks about that and unfortunately uh, many of the younger people uh growing up in russia don't really understand what uh what stalin really did but anyway long yeah. story yeah, short. Yeah, and number yeah. one here's the one one thing that makes you wonder a little bit putin is an animal lover
0: no, I mean, no. Explain. You know, if you're ex- not.
3: You're just Hitler.
0: But explain. Well, but hold, you know, on, Hitler hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Explain. Animal lover. <laughs> like he curls up with a with his kitty cat, or he curls uh, up with his kitty cat.
1: He's got a lot of dogs. I don't know. But his kitty cat. Yeah. He better sar-
3: not be a cat person.
1: Oh, his he his cats. Them. His barbecue. cats. His yeah. His cats are Siberian Sarbarian
3: tigers. Tigers, of course, right? Yeah. Right. So he. That's, so he's yeah. a real
0: animal lover. I'm a
3: cat person when you get over about eighty pounds. Yeah. <laughs> no when
1: they get over if they get over 20 pounds I don't want to have anything to do with a cat they'll kill you oh no no no! i don't want to be anywhere near it but
3: i have an amazing amount of respect for 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 that like 40 pound and up cat
1: there you, you know. go mr putin here's a kitty cat for you so yeah, talk a little
3: about shit with the zoomies running around my apartment gets gets <laughs> gets no respect out of me
0: so talk about who we have an amazing amount of respect for ladies and gentlemen we want you to check out our sponsor audacity that's o d d s s i t y go to their website at o d d s s i t y get 10 percent off your final order from audacity with a with the keyword uh, mad trio all caps all one word for 10 percent off your final order audacity they're great i forgot they uh they they're uh
1: yeah well you know what it was it was the trains in the background from montebello from, yeah. Uh, for yeah for <laughs> oh
0: uh, audacity the unforgettable party game for mischievous people and for all those about who actually listen take a drink john screwed up again
3: <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that. Start that drinking game. Yeah, you, know. you don't want to go blind by the end of the episode. So, an so, interest
0: Okay, James go.
2: dream world is supposed to be happening this summer. All over the East Coast, there are going to be giant spiders falling out of the sky, according to the University of Georgia. You are have you heard news. of the jora spider? John?
0: I, no, that sounds horrible.
2: So it's about the size of a man's hand or a child's hand. What? Sorry,
0: Fuck me, sideways. Seriously?
2: Hopefully, not my child's hand. Um, and they're native to Japan. And they believe they came over on shipping crates. And it's basically taken over <laughs> the East Coast. And they do what is known as ballooning. So they make the little silk and ride the winds to new areas. And they believe that it's going to start falling all over the East
3: Coast. Hmm. Well, scratch a few places off my bucket list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, nothing like going to the old, Old North Church and next thing you know, the spider the size of Andre Giant's hand falls on your head. Yeah, no shit.
3: Oh, look, Faneuil Hall. What the fuck is that?
0: It's funny. So I'm. I'm actually looking this up. Everything says palm size, but they don't explain whose palm. Palm size.
3: I don't give a fucking shit whose palm. If you're talking (laughs) my cat's palm, that's too damn big. I would be
0: happier if it was James's son's hand than Andre the
3: Giant. Well, yeah, true. (laughs) I mean, let's let's be honest. James's kid's hand. I'm still losing my mind. So this. In the... fact, I actually almost hope it's it's Andre the Giant size hand because I can dodge that. I'll spot that shit in the sky from a distance. You know, I... and try to try to gauge my my juke movements.
0: I, I have to admit, though, I think we just invented a new game, Joro Joro Spider Skeet.
3: Oh, I mean, there will be a lot more. Than a lot more than a. Than a uh... Wow.
0: What was that? So was hold on. So line, the Joro spider at a glance, going by the scientific name that I can't pronounce, the Juro the Joro spider measures about the same size as a banana spider, with body size roughly two inches. Females have yellow and black stripes on their back, with bright red markings on their undersides. The male counterparts tend to be shades of brown. Their three dimensional webs are golden in color and tend to be high off the ground, those of other close relative spiders. So basically, hmm. you're going to get a lot of people saying it's raining brown leucoses.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a sight bigger than a brown recluse. Uh, We need to torch the East Coast and rebuild. (laughs) We start a fire at the Mississippi, (laughs) and just and just let it just let it just wash that that whole area.
0: Wash the
2: spider.
3: I I,
0: I think I sung that song to my son last night.
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wow, that's that's too big. I mean that is, you know, decent enough size to to, to shoot at. So
0: the 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 goal just about, huh? So the spider has a seventy seven percent higher heart rate and can survive a brief freeze, all which indicates a better survival in cold environments. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so they won't bite spider they won't bite humans unless they're cornered. Their fangs aren't large enough to break human skin, but most spiders are venomous if to use kill prey
1: oh great
2: so uh, oh okay that that just sounds hypothetical (laughs) their fangs are not gonna break skin my ass
3: yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and my reaction when a one lands on my shoulder and i i just i flip out like like a cartoon character i'm pretty (laughs) sure that thing is going to consider that movement a threat (laughs) That's a bingo.
2: I just remember I I had a friend who I stayed with for a short period of time, and he had a tarantula cage right at the head of my bed. Fuck that. And I told him, I straight up said, if I wake up and your tarantulas are out of their cage and on me, I'm sorry, but your spider (laughs) died. Yeah. And he started going on this thing of no they're not going to be mean any I said dude if I wake up and I am half asleep and there's a spider on me I am going to kill it.
3: Yeah, i are not shouting
2: demon that this is a friendly spider or not. It's just going to die.
0: 100%. So
2: got to make sure they stay in their cage. <laughs> Yeah. i do i'm not afraid of spiders i just
3: hate them i hate them yeah. with a passion and also from that from that dream to wake state that might as well yeah. be a demon on you right yeah exactly and the, I, the I, devil himself is on my chest i already <laughs>
0: don't wake up well there's no chance in hell i'm gonna wake up when some giant spider's creeping on me that thing's gonna uh-huh. you know
2: yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. You know, if I wake up and I and there's and I feel something creeping on me, I'm gonna smack. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just gonna hit it.
3: You know, and I would I consider that it. a reasonable response. Yeah, you know.
0: And anybody dumb enough to keep a giant spider should realize that. Hey, there's a chance it's just gonna die.
3: What's funny is you said yeah. that he had a tarantula cage, and I'm like, wait, just the cage? Where's the spider? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't know. Actually, we've been looking. If you see him. I mean, let yeah, let me know. Now
2: that you're here, you know, another <laughs> pair of eyes. Yeah, that guy kept on trying to like put his spider on me and I'm like, dude, no, just
0: don't. No.
3: No. I can no, do I'm, snakes. I'm,
0: did does he have a limp now? I mean, because that would that would be grounds for you put me that spider on me, I'm just gonna hit you.
2: No, he never did because I did tell him, I'm like, dude, <laughs> your spider can stay on you. Yeah. Just don't put it on me.
3: Yeah. I I and will we react won't have a yeah i will i will, I will regret
0: person. actions yeah. no 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 you won't regret actions he'll regret actions that's let's, let's be honest there's no yeah. right no no, no reaction going to be bad when the motherfucker's trying to place a spider no, no, on your
3: I ass will, i would definitely regret actions i would be afterwards regretting like i didn't i did not need to hit him that many times
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: uh. Yeah, uh, true.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Like someone's gonna have to to to, to break this news to his parents. And no, I wouldn't actually murder somebody. But no, legit, I would I would legit be in, incredibly furious if somebody had done that to me un- intentionally. But he even would, on accident, it's just he like, would, hey, man, I'm sorry, I killed your spider.
0: So what you're saying is he I, would look like a neo-Nazi who went to a punk uh, punk concert.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. The web, so it's an interesting thing from consequences.net. Jack White has issued an open letter and video calling on major record labels to build their own vinyl uh, record uh, pressing plants. Oh, nice. Um, But as White goes... That's a good idea. I keep hearing how, uh, but was it vinyl, cassettes, and even CDs have actually gone up in sales now, which is, I'm not surprised.
3: I I think vinyl... uh is unique because it wasn't um cd was yeah it was good and stuff like that and there's something to having the physical item but records i mean was a very unique sound um that can't be duplicated as far as i'm concerned cds and tapes it was just a way to play it and it didn't sound any better than the than the record but uh i know jack white's always been a big proponent of uh records and and what they mean so i i think um, i know
0: for me it's the experience when i actually get a chance to uh, listen to my records um even though they're a little warped now it's the it's experience sitting down and just listening to it because like everything now digital music even cds i'm doing shit while i'm doing it instead of sitting down like my favorite record that i own is still days of future past because you got to sit down and chill and just have yeah, but you're
3: you're almost like you have this appointment to sit down and put your focus into doing that thing you exactly your headphones on you know what i mean like the og fucking high fives and you know stuff like that so um,
0: so cue the old guy who who mm-hmm, used to yeah. do that what do you think
1: we didn't have a choice back in my day that's all there was right and you always you couldn't wait well you know tape tape is coming out a track was uh becoming the thing Ka-chum. and then, uh uh, real to real of course was the best invention because i I copied all my vinyl to real and real tapes just simply because you click it on and you got you know six hours of party
3: music going sure. um, yeah real to real you could you could uh have a lot yeah. of a lot of time on oh it's great it's great
1: but you know in the early days I mean yeah, for me the vinyl yeah it was it's it works really well by the way it still works very well if it, you want it's to do like
3: it. it's like six Lps
1: yeah Oh yeah, you could, or more. Was, that, or your more? Own game, so, yeah. was
0: that recording uh, mono or stereo? Uh,
1: stereo. Wow. Because yeah. so, I no, it was really, I... really still to this day, still great. Still a great way of taking your vinyl. And you got to remember, vinyl wears out. So yeah. you know, no matter no matter how many times if you play an am, your your favorite album, you know, a hundred times, every time you play it, that the sound progressively gets worse and worse and worse. So. You always want to preserve it, so there's a benefit, you know, putting something, you put on tape, something on tape or or whatever it may be at that period of time. That was a that yeah. was a real benefit. So that that's why we didn't play albums all the time. Yeah, I think pressing vinyl again is not a bad idea because it does force you to, you know, if you got a whole album sitting there, at least half the albums on one side, you're going to probably play through it all. You're not going to be skipping songs like we do today in today's digital age. But yeah. Uh, you know the convenience outweighs some of the some of the coolness of uh of the vinyl and then you got to <clears> remember also we go back i go back to the tube amplifiers All it it all, yeah. always had a warmer sound anyhow no matter what you did and so things you know in the digital world they're they're sharper And and so there isn't that warmth there with music and
3: a lot of the musicians and artists back then were really trying to utilize that warmth and that particular sound you got on a record um, as part of character in their song. So they would, you know, uh, um, and I'm going to misuse this term musically, um, but they would tune to it. You know what I'm saying? They would they would understand that it's there and and make their record with that in mind. to again capitalize on that warmth or to negate it in general so when you compress it or remaster it for a different medium it is kind of taking away at least from some artists uh, uh, original way they wanted you to hear it
1: well you know? yeah con- considering that was the only mass produced way of getting music out was records sure. anyway yeah they did record to that sound but nowadays everything is recorded to whatever medium it may be from dvds to blu-ray to cd to movies to whatever it
3: may be it's all mastered to that particular uh sound yeah Yeah. and i can imagine jack white having the strong opinion of having like those old blues records being you know remastered he's like you know no it's it's because they're kind of shitty that made them
0: you know worth more i i would i would Tone back the shitty. I just I just think it's the
3: <clears throat> well it's, low quality compared to, to, to now.
1: Yeah. No, agreed. Well, I you know,
3: I, I dirtier, think, let's say. I'll see right. I like that. Well, when
1: you, I like yeah, the G- there is something to that music, music that early like some of the early jazz music and some of the early music that's out there, you've got so much of the noise in, in it being part of the the whole experience that it, it yeah. almost becomes part of the whole experience. Not that they meant it to be when it was recorded because that's all there was you know back in the the teens so but yeah that's that's the way it was
0: like Led Billy Sun House, you know some of the older uh, guys who are the very
3: early yeah. stuff right you know um, there was a documentary that uh, Jack White was in I don't know if you guys had seen it called it Might Get Loud I've heard of uh, it I haven't seen it it's with uh, Jack White uh, the Edge from U2 uh, and Jimmy um, Jimmy Page all get together and basically just have this kind of like long conversation about you know the guitar and i think that was sort of the the you know quote-unquote theme but they kind of just you know shit around and play together and just talked about you know their their musical stuff and those three having a conversation was absolutely worth a documentary Hmm. that was a good one it Uh, might get loud it, it might get loud
2: yeah, I watched it because you told me to, do, Ryan. It, it is a good one.
3: Yeah, just, just interesting. You, you you start realizing like like oh Jack White is 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 kind of a I think he's kind of a genius. And I think kind of people don't realize it yet.
0: So it looks like well, it's it, on uh Amazon Prime Video if anybody wants to see it. Oh nice. Hmm. I'll have to check that out when yeah. I get a chance. I think I told you to watch it a while back. I've probably seen it, but I don't remember it, (laughs) to be honest. I don't
2: know if you ever watched it, but I remember telling you about it after Ryan told me to
0: watch it. So SpaceX SpaceX. aims to send Starship into orbit in May.
3: SpaceX is going to send... A starship. Spaceship's long delayed uh,
0: Starship orbital to test flight might be closer, as CNBC notes. Elon Musk believes SpaceX will launch Starship and orbit this May. The company plans to have 39 flight-worthy engines ready by April. And this thing is just supposed to be a boatload of rockets. I think 39, I don't... I don't think it's the most powerful rocket made. But I think it's it's it's
1: up there now. Hey, don't forget, it's a, it's a test, too. And, and uh... SpaceX had a lot of failures in the beginning. This may not be successful. Oh, yeah. which, oh no,
3: these, these are these are the ones I, I I uh look forward to maybe as much as like the you know, like the manned missions just because, you know, damn it, testing rockets. This <laughs> like is, this hell is, yeah.
0: This is why I love oh I love because even Jeff Bezos's uh Blue Origin, one of his engineers said nobody can do what Tesla does, which is they just they blow shit up, they figure out why and they fix it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's That's that to me is is engineering at its finest.
3: And it's yeah. And it's at its core of just like, well, fuck that up. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, this
0: is this is like the right stuff. They're just hopefully less (laughs) deaths.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, that's the 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 I mean, the the amount of tests they did before they put somebody in that damn rocket, you know, going to the uh, to the space station. I mean, was was admirable.
2: Yeah. But how yeah. many monkeys and dogs and rats I mean well that's early. You blame on early NASA standing on
3: the shoulders of giants here, man. That's right.
2: That standing on the bodies of monkeys. Yeah, that? right.
3: <laughs> and God bless that. those monkeys. My gamer handle for the last fucking 20 years has been space monkey because of that.
0: And now all of a sudden he's gonna get one extra. Hey man, I want to be your friend.
3: Hey, I didn't say which <laughs> space monkey. There's a lot of us apparently. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Yeah. Oh, talk we're about, not even talking about China and Russia
0: and their animal testing.
2: Yeah, as, no kidding. Geez.
3: That Russian dog <laughs> yeah.
0: and one cosmonaut. I talk about uh, Xbox. I just had to send my Xbox Series X into Microsoft for repair. The, the, the actual CD DVD drive was actually, uh, one of the gears broke. I think my son stuffed in something. So anybody had there, like a CD tray <laughs> break and it, yeah, he so it goes, <laughs> dunk, 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 So this is my first, so, this is my first experience actually dealing with Microsoft's, uh, repair. Okay. Hold you, on a second. Guys.
3: Let me, let me just, before you say anything, if, if this, if this is, I'm going to make a prediction. Yes. My prediction is that they were Wonderful.
0: Well, I'm, I'm curious about it. Like I haven't, so here's, here's the thing.
1: It's Microsoft, John. You, you, what, what, you want, you, this is going out to the public. You sure you want to say what you're about no. to say? Yeah, yeah. No, no, let's
0: hold on. Hon. So two weeks ago I called them and say, Hey, I, so hold on backstory. So when I purchased my Xbox, I couldn't do, I normally buy through Best Buy where you can walk in and hand in a console if they have it, or you get an IOU for one. And so what I did is you, you can buy, I bought a three year extended warrior warranty through Microsoft and this warranty ends in 2023. So I called Microsoft and said, here's the deal. There's the expiration date of my warranty. And this really nice Middle Eastern uh, fella said, hey, okay, no problem. Uh, what's your serial number? Uh, a day later, I got the the shipping later label through UPS, said, just drop it off at UPS, have them patch- package it and they'll send it off. And this weekend, one of the guys from Microsoft actually called and said, hey, Mr. Charney, just want to see if there was any issues. How's it going? Has your Xbox? Have you sent it out yet? I have never had that happen. Anytime I send anything back to anybody, it's 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 I've got this is the first time I actually felt it appreciated. I mean, they they, they gave Dude. you the the digital reach around.
3: Bro, wow. I have had maybe at least a is half a dozen experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had like at least a half a dozen experiences having to call Microsoft uh, Xbox specific uh, customer service. I swear to you, by a mile and a half have been the most helpful customer service people I've ever dealt with in my life. It's weird. So it was weird.
0: So the best customer service I ever happen to have is, is evolving a software I use at work. So they're the, they're the, the mark because it, it's a very small, well, actually, it's a very large company, but it's a small part of the company that actually helps with the software. And so this is the first time I've ever actually dealt with something close to that, where they call, they ask, they give you the number, they double check. Um, so I'm, I'm excited because this is the first time I've ever had to deal with it. Now, how do I keep my son from jamming and ripping discs out of my Xbox? It's something completely separate, but I'm so far, I'm beyond impressed with Microsoft.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of the problems I had is I I straight up turned on my Xbox one day and like, like all of my shit was gone. (laughs) And I mean, I couldn't figure out for the life of me why. Now I'm not, I don't immediately start at an eight. You know when i call customer service you know i'm always you know incredibly uh uh, uh polite because you know i'm trying to get something out of this here <laughs> so being a dick has never really got me anywhere uh so i'm always starting you know just just smiles and sunshine hey man just having a problem you know and uh every time well, I, like when i not fucking working yeah right <laughs> yeah you know which is how most people call customer service but so I tell him about the problem and the guy's response was like, What? That's insane. We're gonna figure this out right now. Like, what? Someone kidnapped your kids? Dude, <laughs> the FBI's on their way. Like th- this guy was like, Are you shitting me? Bro, that's a problem. We need to fix this for you pronto. <laughs> Bingo. I was uh I was pretty pretty taken aback. I was like, Wow man, you seem almost more upset about this than I do. This is great.
0: So the the, the... <laughs> It's funny, is wow. this might have been broken for like six, eight months because I've been playing. Um, so I bought hey, the new Halo Infinite Online, and then I bought Cyberpunk Online. So, I, but those are the two games I've been playing, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, and I wanted to play a different game, and I'm actually was actually in the process of possibly buying the, the Elder Ring or whatever it's called, and so and the process of all this, I realized, hey, this shit's not taking a disc. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And, and so I'm I'm excited because uh, the only thing I wish they had done they could have done better like it's just like this is gonna be nitpicky send me a box that's it so far this has been the most yeah. amazing thing I've I've dealt with customer service wise yeah good for them and it's well you wouldn't have been yeah, able it's, to it's ship it if they sent you a box so I so so and what I did uh, so because what they recommend is package it uh, yourself and go to UPS I actually had UPS do it because if I buy a roll of bubble tape my son's gonna inherit it i'll never get rid of the damn stuff so i i, I went to them had the package it was it was just amazing
3: yeah yeah it's it's uh i mean there's there's it's such a big company maybe it's just the type of people that they hire you know or are just like the guy was legitimately just like wow that sounds like a shitty problem you know let's get that fixed for you dude yeah oh man i got kids too yeah. Matter of fact, he's broken three of mine, like, like send it on him.
0: <laughs> and, and let's be honest. So far, Microsoft's help has been better than any time I've ever contacted Dell. That's D-E-L-L. D-E-L-L. <laughs> Your customer service sucks from my personal experience.
3: No, I'm telling you, the most of, of the customer service experiences I've had have been barely helpful at best. Like it's this whole experience with Microsoft is in stark contrast to almost every other experience
0: my i've got two favorite customer service experiences one was through hp because and my mom's computer lost a hard drive and i knew what it was starting up it's literally it, you would have to not like be a complete noob when it comes to computers to realize your hard drive had not died had died and so yeah. called up customer service i said this is what happened hard drive had died I said, "Well, Mr. Charney, we have to do this." I'm like, okay, you got to go through your stuff. And like an hour later, it's like, "Hey, mom, can you do this real quick? I, I got to do something." Like an hour after that, I I grabbed the phone from my mom and said, "Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Here's the issue." Oh, the well, hard drive died. We'll, we'll send you a new one. Why didn't you deal? Why didn't you just say that two hours ago when I told you this? Because he was having my mom do some very obscure shit that I was questioning what was the purpose of it. <laughs> and the the second yeah. time is a long. I bought a Dell XPS. It was the one of their fancy computers at the time and something was wrong. So I, I called, I called them, got a middle Eastern dude. They transferred me to a surfer guy. And I literally said, can you transfer me back to the middle Eastern guy? I understand him better.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh, don't be like that, bro.
0: (laughs) That's pretty much. It's like, bro, dude, you just do this. And the shit's like, Hey, hold on. That's just go back to the middle Eastern dude. (laughs) So it's this-
1: the same guy he's just practicing different accents
0: hey yeah. i would be cool with that is <laughs> go back to oh, the accent man. i get
1: yeah
2: <laughs> well we all know you love a russian accent this is true
3: yeah but I, I i swear i used to i used to think like like oh maybe it's just you know the type of jobs nobody gives a shit or you know something like that um so yeah it's it's no secret i work at a mortuary um the amount it's of people it's not i don't think the amount of people yeah. who have called you know just over the years and i'll just give them some info you know whatever walk them through something and they're like oh my god dude you're so nice the the, the last guy i talked to was kind of a dick
1: yeah. i'd buy that what why would you be a- oh wow well,
3: why right oh so there's yeah. my reaction and i feel there's a normal <laughs> human being reaction yeah of like what why would even if I'm having a shitty day Like it, it makes me a shitty person If I'm a dick to you I think I Especially think especially
0: in your pro- in, in your profession being that's, a dick to somebody is, is super shitty
3: If, I've, if I if fucked up your meal At Applebee's I don't give a shit I'm gonna make fun of you in the back Cause I don't care You know like, like what's the worst That can happen I can get chewed out You know yeah. like I've been chewed out before It's not a big deal Um <laughs> If, no. if I fuck up somebody's funeral, I'm the asshole that fucked up somebody's funeral.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that makes you a crazy person. Dude, if,
0: if you fucked up somebody's yeah, funeral exactly. 30 years from now, five people later, they're going to be talking about the dumbass effect that Dude, fucked I'm up saying, aunt Fanny's funeral. But,
3: if this in weddings, right. you got like That's one right. shot at this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know, so it just, it just seemed like the thing you're not allowed to be a dick about.
0: I I would say from my customer service experience, so I worked at, uh, the spark, the Walmart for a number of years. And the amount of people who threaten you at Walmart is hilarious. Like, like one, one year at working at black Friday, you know, somebody snuck past somebody in line and the lady said, I'm, was about to punch you. It's like, really, you're going to punch me. And then somebody the same day said, uh, told one of my annoying coworkers, you Man, I'm going to shiv you when you get off work tonight. It's like, wait, first of all, who uses the <laughs> word shiv? When did you get out of prison? And two, seriously, shiv? What the fuck? Shiv. Like, the, mm. you, you routinely get threatened. And it, it's funny because I'm a fairly tall guy. So these, these guys would be, you know, they, they'd be fairly distant to you or I'd be leaning. And then you start standing up and they would look up. And it's like, come on. That's, it's, it's just annoying.
3: Yeah, yeah. I guess there's a there's a lot of people that just got to get something something off their chest sometimes, man. Like, and I know man, a you're just the guy that's there. I don't know. I don't, don't understand. I don't understand it.
0: I know a number of people who are in retail, and we got to close this off. But I thought this was, was interesting. Who who worked in retail through the pandemic, and everybody I've talked to and heard from has said retail is is worse now. Everybody's just a raging jackass. Yeah.
3: yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, wow. <laughs> it's been brutal.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Thanks so you for the morning zoo sound effects.
0: Yeah. You can't yeah. tell I'd loaded, i loaded my, my effects machine with a lot of great sound effects. Um, Excellent. Yes, yeah, somebody likes it. Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, some, for the California, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> for the California Pariah, for the Fat Man, the old guy, and holy shit, it's Ryan Preston. he showed up once again to prove that he can make it Yay. two weeks in a row. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm as always,
3: to, uh, I'm trying to fuck up everyone's uh, uh, betting spread. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take a drink, as always. Thank you for listening.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.